0: You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Well, happy Thursday. Uh, Heads up, this weekend we're beginning a brand new series called Some Things Never Change. And in a world where everything is changing all the time, constantly changing, we're going to remind ourselves some things that are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yesterday, I asked you to think about the biggest mystery in your life, the most disappointing or painful moment that you still struggle with today. What do we learn from the psalmist about dealing with the mystery of disappointment in Psalm 77? You might have been surprised yesterday when I said that prayer is not the first thing to do when you're in trouble. And you're wondering, what else could it be, Gene? Let me show you. The psalmist says, Psalm 77, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. Did you hear it? Before you pray, make sure you remember and you have a clear picture of who God is. Focus on God before you focus on your circumstances, before you focus on your hurt, before you focus on your disappointment. When we pray before we meditate, on who God is, we put ourselves in the center of our prayers. I'm in trouble. I'm depressed. I'm grieving. I'm hurt. I'm afraid. Me, me, me. Do you see what happens here? Asaph begins the psalm describing his pain. I cried out to God. He didn't hear me. I couldn't sleep. But in verse 11, something changes. And instead of focusing on his self-pity, on his hurt, he starts focusing on the God who is greater than his disappointment. And he says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. I will remember the miracles of long ago. And in the following verses, he remembers another time in Israel's history when it seemed for a while God was doing nothing. The Israelites were... Were trapped by the waters of the Red Sea. There was no way over it, no way under it, no way around it. But then the God who was greater than parted the waters and made a way for them where there seemed to be no way. I don't know what your mystery is, but I do know the starting place for you is to focus not on the disappointment, and it's not even to pray, but it's just focus on God and what his track record of working in history is. And there's a powerful truth that I need you to understand today. And before I share it, I kind of have to set it up. After crossing the Red Sea, the children of Israel, who had spent 400 years in Egyptian slavery, who had been miraculously delivered, ended up wandering around in the desert in a journey to the promised land that, that should have taken them a month, but took 40 years because of their disobedience. But finally, the big moment is here. So here they are. Over a million of them who have waited all their lives for this moment. All that stood between them and the promised land was the Jordan River. So imagine the excitement and the anticipation as Joshua is giving the final instructions and says, when you see the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant, Indiana Jones fans, just follow them and you'll know which way to go. But the Israelites soon discover Joshua has left out one tiny but important detail. It's harvest season and the Jordan River is at flood stage. Any other time of the year, they could have just kind of waded across the water, but not during the harvest season. The river is now a raging rapids. So try to imagine how terrifying the Jordan River must have looked to mothers holding on to their three-year-old's hand or or elderly couples grabbing each other, or those with physical disabilities, they must have wondered, God, have you brought us to this moment just to watch us die? I imagine there were some raw, unedited questions being asked of God at that moment. God, are you going to be greater than this? Listen to what happened, Joshua chapter 3, 15 and 16. Yet as soon as the priest who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam, so the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Did you hear it? The water stopped upstream at a town called Adam. Scholars estimate the town of Adam was around 19 miles upstream from where the Israelites stood far beyond where they could see it. It was a miracle happening upstream, but the people couldn't see it. They didn't witness it with their, their own eyes. God performed the miracle upstream out of their sight. Now, here's what I want you to understand about God. You need to focus on the God who is at work upstream in your life. Where is God when he seems silent and you can't see him and you're facing disappointment of the worst kind? He's at work upstream, out of sight. The Israelites could only see the problem right in front of them, a raging river. And they could have concluded, well, God's absent. He's not here. Where are you, God? But they would have been wrong. They just couldn't see him because he was at work upstream. God today, for the person who looks at their circumstances and it looks like the river is raging and they don't know how they're going to cross it, May they remember that you are a God who works upstream, sometimes out of sight when we can't even see it, and will trust you. God, help us to remember your faithfulness, to remember your good works of long ago so we're in seasons of disappointment now. We'll remember to trust you and that you can be trusted and you're greater than our disappointment. And I ask it in Jesus' name. You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Jean Apple.